When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Colin II, and with me, as always, is my co-host... With Sesame Encarta. Sesame Encarta. Sesame Encarta. Yeah. So we're sticking with this, huh? We're, yeah, we're sticking with it. It's, it's, it's stuck. It's stuck. It's got permanent... It's a permanent sticking charm. It's, it's not going away. A permanent sticking charm. Is that like a... Is that like a... What's mag- that? Is, is a sticking charm like a magical thing? Yeah, it's from Harry Potter, but I'm pretty sure other books talk about it too, so... Yes. So, yes. It is a uh, magical charm created by a transphobic person. Anyway, so, um, the, uh... <laughs> Because that's how they work. Um, anyways, the uh, <laughs> today on the show we are covering Legends of Tomorrow, season seven, episode nine, entitled "Lowest Common Denominator," directed by Eric Dean Seaton, written by James Egan and Emily Cheever. Yeah, so we've taken a little bit break here from the uh, from covering Legends of Tomorrow, uh, but this episode here was a pretty good one, so we decided we wanted to cover it. Um, what what were your thoughts on this episode here, Matt? Uh. I really loved it. Uh, I, I would rank it pretty much tied with the um, the penultimate episode of season five. I think it was titled uh, "The One Where We're All Trapped on TV" or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, where where they're uh, they, you know they're they're kind of making fun of like Downtown Abbey or Downton Abbey and um, like Star Trek and other kind of shows. Yeah. Uh, that was that was one of my favorite episodes of Legends, and I think this one really um, really ties it up. I just think it was uh, really funny. Um, I like the fact that Legends has basically just become a comedy at this point. Like it's not even a superhero show at all anymore, so it's just <laughs> kind of hilarious. But um, you know, it's like, and it's like, um, you know, unfortunately, I think you know. 
it had to take Rip Hunter, you know, dying for that to happen. But you know, I think after after he sacrificed himself to kill um, the demon Malice or, or Malice, rather is how it's pronounced, pretty much to show just progressively went into the comedy territory after that. Yeah. I do like when they, they have different types of genres per episode and everything. And this was kind of interesting because it was like a reality TV show. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, anyways, um, what happens in this episode here, Matt? <clears throat> well, it's hard to say because I've only watched it three times so far, and um, <laughs> and read and, and, and read several articles about it. Uh, excuse me. So, you know, it's a little bit hard to say. But uh, so <laughs> what happens is is um, after um, the previous episode, um, Paranoid Android, where we find out that there's a different uh, what they call evil Gideon out there who has her own. Um, sets of legends of tomorrow who are um, basically androids and they're you know they they view themselves as like they're real legends and that the that you know the our legends are like you know basically just fucking up the timeline so they gotta go and clean up their mess so we find out pretty much after that um, that uh, Sarah Lance the, the robot Sarah Lance figures out that they're all androids and um, unfortunately, she's kind of brainwashed back into being an android again. And um, but anyway, so that's that's kind of just playing off of that. So in here, right before they're um about to be killed, uh, Gideon, our Gideon, who's now takes on a human human form, but she still has the same um like computer abilities that she did when she was just a an you know an AI. She um. She sends them to um, to John um, Constantine's pocket dimension, which, as we know, is literally inside of hell. So she, she took them to hell. I mean, that's what happened. And um, like you do, and so they're pretty much like you do, you know. And um, and and she she's kind of um, she she's having issues with being human because uh, she you know she's starting to get used to feeling human emotions and and you know things such as failure and stuff like that you know things that she wasn't really used to to you know experiencing so she's kind of doubting herself thinking that you know she made a mistake she's you know let let them down you know we find out why she thinks that later on but but anyway so um the uh, scientists i forgot got um Constantine's ancestor, I forgot his name, uh, Gwyn, yeah, sorry, Gwyn, <clears throat> you know, he's he's the one who invented um, time travel. He uh, he hears <clears throat> Alan, who is he, was, is like, he Constantine's his, ancestor? His partner in war. Well, I just assumed he is, just because he looks just like him. Oh, okay. I mean, I, was I mean, sure I would, they, I they mean how else? They like, haven't stated just, that, have they? What's no, but I'm just, I mean, how else would someone be an exact doppelganger of you without being an ancestor? It just seems like a oh, they, they could be an obvious thing. Or it could just be that we see him looking like that, but the people there don't. Yeah, 
Maybe. I mean, yeah. They. I guess they haven't confirmed it. I guess I just. I don't know. It's maybe maybe because, because I've watched talks I've watched like soap operas for years, and I've seen actors come back as different characters on the same show. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, like uh, oh, this one guy who used to play Franco on uh, on uh, General Hospital now plays another character. And uh, before that, he played another character. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's quite possible that he's not. Uh, I just, I just assumed he was. Just yeah. that was just my own. Well, I mean, he might be. Yeah, but, with yeah, but Gwyn Davies is his name. Yeah, yeah, Gwyn Davies. He's the inventor of time travel, and uh, that's where they, you know, they got him, you know, to to basically build a time machine. So he, he, he's um kind of. Just taking a moment, you know, for himself, just sort of, you know, to get his bearings. And he hears uh, a voice, and it turns out that it's Alon from, you know, from the war, who was, you know, like one of his, like, favorite people from the war. And he, he blames himself for Alon being ambushed and dying during the war. So he opens the door, you know, to, to help him, but instead he opens, like, you know, into, like, a portal to hell. There's all these flames and stuff like that. And then he's kind of freaking out. The temperature's rising, you know, throughout the, you know, rest of the, you know, the pocket dimensions, you know, until they find out, like, oh, shit, someone's, someone's opened the door. And basically, Alan, not Alan, sorry, basically Gwen ends up um, letting through uh, what they what is called the Cursed Crew, which were... A film crew that wanted that were so desperate to have a successful reality uh, TV show that they sold their souls in order to do so. But now they're beholden to a, a demon who forces them just to do reality TV shows from hell until they can actually like capture like an authentic moment. And as we all know, reality TV is notorious for being fake and. So basically, the so, idea so, that they're, so they're this, never going to be free. They're always going to. Does this explain? That? Does this explain the existence of the Jersey Shore? <clears throat> well, they this this episode heavily borrows <laughs> um, uh, itself from the Jersey. I mean, like extremely, yeah. uh, <laughs> extremely borrows stuff from. I mean, even even when it comes to the. the the freaking you know um tanning uh yeah <laughs> you start seeing the, the you start seeing the changes the subtle changes so actually it was zari and nate but no it was zari um zari <clears throat> the the um i'm just gonna say it i know i shouldn't say it I think the 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 new Zari is is way cooler than the old Zari. That's just me. It's my personal opinion. Okay. Um, you know, orig original Zari's cool. She's cool, but um, you know, I, I'm I'm attracted to fe femininity. It's just me. It's my person. That's just what I'm attracted yeah. to. So, uh, I, you know, that's just me. So, like, you know, her personality and stuff like that. That that's I'm drawn more to that than. The originals are, you know, um, but that's just my personal, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I like, I like, I like, I like, sorry, better, but that's just me. So <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. It's that we all have our own, you know, our own stuff, but she, but she's the one that figures out first that they're being manipulated because they're, she was about the, you know, kiss Nate and then, uh, and then, uh, they, 
I forgot what else happens. Uh, uh, they're all looking for Gideon, I think, at one point, and then they, oh, they all scream because Gideon and Gary have been sleeping together for I don't know at least a couple of weeks at this point in their in yeah. their timeline, and uh, they all screaming upstairs. So you know, everyone thinks you know something terrible is happening. You know, like a demon or a monster, you know, came through the hell portal. But no, it's because they caught, you know, Gideon and Gary in bed. And then, uh, you know, this sort of sets up a little bit of the theme of this episode, too, where everyone is sort of subtly, ever so subtly, blaming Gideon for, like, being unfocused because she's sleeping with Gary or she's having a relationship with Gary. Yeah. And that's why... You know, she accidentally sent them to the pocket dimension instead of somewhere else. So that 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 kind of plays out later in the episode. So that's that's an important little factoid right there. Um, uh, so yeah, what else, what else happened? You know? Uh, well, okay. Basically, what we got going on here is uh, um, Astra ends up going to the lowest common denominator productions. Uh, to shut the show down after, you know, she kind of figures out what's going on. Um, she's followed there by Bayrod, who, you know, has a big crush on her. Um, the, um, the, uh, the guy who's in charge of the show, his name is Harris Leeds. Um, he threatens to, uh, kill... And take uh, Bay- or we'll take Bayrod's soul, um, um, to keep uh, the show running. Um, Sarah, while this is going on, Sarah is uh, shirking, strategizing with Ava a plan to uh, have a like vacation kind of honeymoon sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so that's going on. We got a. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing, like you're saying, with Nate and Zari are arguing about his relationship with uh, Zari Tomas, a.k.a. Zari 1.0. Um, <laughs> OG Zari. Yeah, <clears throat> OG Zari. Um, yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> so, um, while that's going on, Gwen has... Uh, come up with a plan to uh, rescue Franz Ferdinand to stop World War One. <laughs> and while this is all going on, um, Gary um, is dumped by uh, Gideon because she believes, like you were saying earlier, that, you know, her Judgment has been clouded by her relationship with Gary. So yeah, we've got all this like reality TV shit going on, basically. All these, uh, you know, it's so funny. High stakes drama for stupid little things, you know. It is so funny, dude. I mean, like I, I, I can't tell you. I watched it three times. I'm probably gonna watch it again later tonight. Actually, it's like. (laughs) You got like, and like the changes happen so subtly. Like Nate's tan line like starts getting progressively darker, and he starts lifting weights and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 
becoming like uh, one of the guys on so, Jersey Shore. Yeah. Yeah, like he even starts talking like one of the characters from. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna say it. Characters because they they are character, not real people. I mean, they're yeah. real people, but they're playing characters. But um, and then, like he starts talking like one of the dudes, and like you can sort of see the very sub like because like Sarah, you know, she puts on the, these earrings that she normally wouldn't wear, and then she starts. That's when she starts talking about wanting to plan a. You know, a vacation to go to a beach house that apparently they own, which they never ever talked about before. But um, <laughs> like Ava's like the only one that seems not really affected by it, which is weird. Um, like no one really like that. That was never really acknowledged in the episode that Ava really wasn't affected by any of this. Like she, like she knew it was going on the whole time. Yeah, and uh. It's, but yeah, the show never really acknowledged. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because she's a clone mm-hmm. that she couldn't. Maybe she can't be affected the same way or something. I'm not sure. But um, well, I don't know because 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 Gideon was AI and now she's human. So whatever. Could could have just been Ava being Ava. Ava but Sarah's a clone. But yeah, too. you got Nate lifting weight. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, Sarah's a clone now too. So yeah, who yeah. knows? <laughs> uh, it could have just been the way they went with it. But yeah, you got Nate lifted weights and Gary's, you know, basically having a full full blown full blown breakdown about Gideon breaking up with him and Nate's like trying to cheer him up like you can't trust dings, man. Like every time you think you can they you know, the only thing the only thing you can trust are gains and he like flexes his muscles, you know. <laughs> all this, you know, bro shit, you know, like it, oh god, it's just such a funny episode. Have, um Have you ever watched the Jersey Shore? Uh, just a couple episodes. Yeah, so I tried to watch it um, years ago. Um, so, like, a few years back, I had to follow around for, like, two days straight one of the people from the Jersey Shore with a camera. <laughs> with um, Angelina Pavarnik, yeah, who I'm, I'm still friends with. But anyways, the... Uh, <laughs> the um, I mean, she, she was actually pretty cool, but it's just so such a weird thing and she was she was filling filling us in on how uh you know how fake that show is <laughs> how they'll they'll have argu- right yeah they'll, they'll have arguments and then they'll have to re-record the argument <laughs> oh wow like right after it uh you know like like uh if they didn't get the right angles or something like that they'll like make them fight again <laughs> It's like, yeah, can we do that? Oh, take two. Uh, you know, <clears throat> try try to keep the same emotion. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. There's so many good lines though, like 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 Zari, Tarazi, and Nate. Like like, oh god, they get into this argument where, like, yeah, like you know, like uh, just thinking about it, you know, like us getting together, it's just kind of like blah. And she's like. Oh, okay, but you know, I I am an exact genetic, you know, copy of you know, like, so, you yeah. know, so like, you know, the only the, the only reason the only difference between us is our personalities, and not tw- not twenty minutes ago you called me your quote your time bro Ed, so surely you're not saying it's my personality, right? Sh- sh- surely, <laughs> like the way she says it, <laughs> he's like. Did I say not in a million years? No, I meant not in ten million years. <laughs> you know, so they get in like uh and by the way, can I just say that the actress who plays Zari, 
mm-hmm. is such a good actress. How she portrays completely different personalities oh, yeah. of herself. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she is a really good actress. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think she's like my favorite characters on the show, <laughs> plural. Yeah, characters. Yeah, definitely one of the best additions, really, of, of the of the show. You know, Bayard's pretty cool too. He's season, you know, he started in season five, mm-hmm. but um, well, technically at the end of season four, but <clears throat> like the last thirty seconds of the, <laughs> the yeah. season. But oh, that's the other thing. So Bayard's got his own story going on as well, where like you know, where he's like you know, you know this chill guy smokes weed you know he's you know you know no worries you know it's like his whole you know persona or whatever you know we you know we find out you know it's you know there's more you know there's more to him than that too and plus too i think what i like what they did with him because like and you know this is not me getting on some kind of moral high horse or anything like that but i do i have noticed that like like when it comes to like substance use and stuff like that that like in like the mainstream culture at least like maybe maybe it's just who you surround yourself with but like there does seem to be like this like like alcoholism is is bad but like marijuana use is like ah it's harmless it's fine you know it's like well it's a substance it's a drug just like anything else is so it's like ipso facto that could also be abused right like yeah. just by going by logic right you know but there does seem at least from again it could it could just be the corners of the internet or people you talk to who knows but it, just from my sort of perspective and my experience there does seem to be this kind of attitude of like you can't do too much marijuana like 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 there's no such thing but like any other drug, you can. And I'm like, well, that that's like just, it's jello. That's that. I mean, that sounds like someone. That that almost sounds like someone who has a problem would say about their particular drug of choice, wouldn't it? Though, like, mm-hmm. like I mean, like if alcohol was your drug of choice, you'd be like, oh, just, of course, you can't drink too much. It's fine, you know. Yeah. Or you know, heroin. Well, not heroin. But anyway, so like <laughs> Baylor's his like whole personality. His whole personality's been about like smoke weed and be chill or or eat edibles and be chill or whatever. So, you know, so the reality demon guy, he's trying to like nudge him, you know, back into, you know, to to, to doing that. And uh, you know, he, he's pretty much what ends the spell by just like throwing the whole plate of edibles on the floor and just breaking the glass and basically just like breaking down and crying in front of everyone saying like, you know, Hey, you know, you know, I get sad sometimes, you know, I get scared a lot, you know, um, you know, the first time I ever failed at anything was on, you know, our own reality TV show, keeping up with the Tarazis, which is obviously a callback to keeping up the Kardashians, um, you know, and, you know, and that, and that's, and that's literally what then like causes the, you know, the curse brew to, you know, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here in this episode, but oh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that but, people listen to this have seen the episode, yeah. so they understand. But it's it's a hopefully that they're just getting an opinion. Yeah. Did you want to take a quick break here, Matt, and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of this? 
Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. No Outlet Live. Hey, I'm Jay Remy, host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. (coughs) And we are back. Back in black. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. There. If you heard one ACDC song, you've heard half of them. Yes, at least. Maybe all. <clears throat> Maybe no. If you, if you go to their earlier stuff, like their first album, is pretty decent. It really is. But um, I'd say maybe the first two albums. But yeah. pretty much every anything after that, it's just a repeat, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you you know you like that really steady rock beat. You know, it's just like a you know mid tempo. It's not too fast, not too slow. It's just like that nice perfect kind of cruising zone you know sometimes you like that but you know that's not the only thing that you like you know so yeah it's like big bang theory anyway so um (laughs) sometimes you like that mid-tempo sitcom anyway so the um (laughs) (laughs) you know there's some talent there Kind of repeat yourself. Yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> hey, man. hey, you know, you, you just gotta be positive about that stuff, you know. Yeah. Yep. You gotta, <laughs> you know, just just realize that you know, not everything can be, uh, you know, you know, understood by two and a half men, and. Um, <laughs> Chuck Lorre did write the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song, though, so that's cool. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Does he write the music or just the lyrics? I think just the lyrics, but still. So it doesn't even count wow, the lyrics. The lyrics are like two words. Like, oh, it's know, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Heroes in a half. So that's three, that's three pieces. Power. But then it goes... There, there is, there are lyrics to it. It's like that's just they, they describe each of the turtles. So. <laughs> he may have written the music too. I don't yeah, know. But that you... <laughs> okay. So if, if he, yeah, if he at least wrote the music, then that, at least that's something. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, whatever. It's fine. He's a mil- he's a billionaire, or a billionaire, mm-hmm. and and you know, we're yeah. we're struggling to survive. But hey, you know that's that's you know that's fine. That's fine. If you're listening to this by any re- reason at yep. all, Chuck Lorre, please be on the show. I would love to talk to you about your career. <laughs> yeah. I have many questions. Many, many yeah. questions. About, like, how yeah. how many times you can recycle the odd couple. Anyway, so, um, the, uh... <laughs> wow. Sorry. Uh, 
I mean, Dharma and Greg is the odd couple, except for they're married. Um, two and a half men is the odd couple at a kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big Bang Theory, odd couple. <clears throat> Be positive, odd couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike and Molly. Oh, he did that one too? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> did he also remake the actual odd couple with Matthew Perry as well? No, that was somebody else. Okay, that's hilarious. This <laughs> is someone else. It's like. <laughs> yeah. And that was actually a good show. In they won't opinion, give him the so. job either. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was pretty decent. You know what else decent Matthew Perry was in? He was in this show called. Um, <clears throat> it was it's called like Moving On or something like that or Grief or something like that. Like his wife died and he was like a he had like a radio show for like sports oh, yeah. stuff like that. I think it was called Go On. Yeah, uh, Go On. Yeah, they only had one season. That was a good show. Why why did they gotta cancel everything? Mary Matthew Mary. Wow, Matthew Perry's on because they canceled that other show he was on, which was um. Something to do with orange something? I don't remember. Um, he was also in Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which was really good. That was one season, too. Um, maybe that's one of actually. Um, but, uh, but yeah, <coughs> no, we should cover those shows for our future future podcasts. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds, find, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Those shows. Yes. If you want us to, let us know. Mike at CullenPark.com. Anyway, so um, that's my email address, by the way. Don't just, like, shout that out into the ether because that won't help um yeah yeah not yet yeah you gotta you gotta actually get into an email client and then send a a message to me you know i mean you could send it by carrier <laughs> once you if get you want. The, well yeah it'll take a while but um it is what it is yeah. Okay. So. Yep. So we've got this um episode here. Um, we've got. <laughs> yeah. So um. So so, like I said, Gideon Gideon dumped Gary, believing he was clouding her judgment. She then instigates more fighting, leading Gary to eat Bishop's time device that they have. <laughs> you know, because that happens. That's what you do. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's a good source yeah. of iron. Um, did and, actually, yeah. did he actually just put it in, like, his, like, stomach area, like... Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, Bayrod comes back from the, uh, from hell. Well, from the outside of the pocket thing that they're in. Um, (laughs) yeah. And he ends up admitting his emotional vulnerability, interrupting all of the drama long enough and being so honest that the cursed crew is able to leave. So, you know, because they were looking for a moment of true emotion and honesty. 
And that's what they found in Bayrod. Um, yeah, Bayrod saved saved the day. Yeah. So as um, everyone then starts to reconcile their, you know, fights and feelings and stuff and the reality TV bullshit that they got going on. And uh, so Astra and Bayrod end up admitting their feelings for one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, then randomly Gideon suggests, not randomly, but coincidentally, um, suggests that they travel to 1914 Sarajevo to stop the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> Which is very surprising to most of the legends. Like, wait, so. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Logical Gideon wants to stop... World War One, yeah, would would also stop World War Two by just deductive logic, and and by and, and by by theory, pretty the much but- any other theory of the butterfly effect. Eventually, everything would, you know, so pretty much, yeah. And I'm not referring to the movie, the butterfly effect, the the concept of the butterfly effect, so. Yeah, we're not talking about that movie or or the sequel yeah. right now, at least. or the th- third one. <clears throat> oh, I didn't know they made a third one. Yeah, there's three of them. I actually like the second. Oh, wow. The second one's actually pretty good. But anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard my my uncle likes that one a lot. So yeah, it might be pretty good. We should cover it for a future podcast in our direct videos. Mm-hmm. You know, direct from hell series. Um. Cool. Oh, I I thought of something too. By the way, my uncle's name was Gary, which is interesting. Yeah. And uh. <clears throat> but I was uh. I thought of something earlier, but I forgot to write it down that we could cover for some direct to help. Oh, I'll, I'll talk to you later about it because I don't remember the exact name of it. Okay, I don't waste fine. too much time just ramp. Yes. Uh, but, uh, if you guys, if you guys out there have any suggestions for anything you'd like us to cover, again, make sure you email me at mike at collinpark dot com. Um, I'd love to hear any suggestions. Okay, what what are your uh, final thoughts on this episode, though, Matt? <clears throat> just pretty much what I started off with. I mean, I just I think it's like I think it's legends at its best. You know, where it's it's like they understand that it's a comedy show now. Like, they I mean, there there are supernatural elements to it. You know, there's sci-fi, you know, obviously time travel, stuff like that. But it it knows its place now within the Arrowverse, like, completely, and it completely yeah. accepts itself in role now. Like, it's not, like, if you notice, like, like, they almost never wear, like, their original, like, superhero costumes anymore, like, at all. Like, yeah. If you watch like the first season, like they're always wearing it, and like season two, and it's only like around like midway season three, they start wearing it less and less, and then pretty much like you just don't even wear it all anymore. And it's just, you know, um, and I think that's you know not an accident. I think they do that on purpose. The the showrunners, um, you know, I. I just I just love the episode. I mean, I've watched it three times. Probably going to watch it fourth time tonight. Um, 
I just think it's it's hilarious, like uh, you know the satire of it. Uh, like, like I said, it reminds me of the the you know the penultimate episode of season five when they're all stuck in the TV show, where it's just it's like so meta, but it's also satirical. They're kind of making fun of themselves uh, at the same time, but it, they're making fun. Of, but it's like a sort of like a humble brag because like. At this point, everybody knows that Legends is the best Arrowverse show. It's just a fact, okay? Everyone knows it. And <laughs> it used to be like, you know, it was just, just a fact, it's an objective fact. I mean, it's 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 got the best writing, it's got the best acting. It's it's just it's just a reality. Get over it. It's it's you know just like how you know the sun shines and the, you know it's just you know it's whatever. Um, but. You know they make fun of themselves, knowing knowing full well that they're the best show right now, and they have been for quite a while within the Arrowverse. So it's like they're not really making fun of themselves. It's almost like they're pretending to make fun of themselves to make the other shows feel better about not being as good, <laughs> especially the Flash. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry because the Flash sucks now for the last two seasons. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I will tell you, I, I'm not caught up on them, but but uh. Batwoman and uh, Superman and Lois are both pretty good too, and I mean, and Star Girl is technically part of the Arrowverse, so that's good too, though. So you know, so well, that's true. Star yeah. Girl, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Star Girl. Well, that's right. I'm used to the Arrowverse being crappy, so I for- I forgot that Star Girl is actually technically in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and Superman and, and Lois, obviously. Yeah, and Superman um, and Lois is just <clears throat> an amazing show by itself, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and Batwoman has a lot of good going for it too so yeah um anyways um also um just some some, uh, legends news that i read recently um donald Faison is joining the show at the end of the season um oh that's all yeah as in the guy who played turk on uh scrubs and stuff like that there's rumors that he's playing booster gold which is a character from the comics um (laughs) He, I don't know if he's joining awesome. like as a as a main cast member or if he's just going to be a guest star in one episode. But he is he will be in the season finale. So, yeah, that's awesome. So that I can't wait to see that because I I love Donald Faison. So yeah, and yeah, he, me uh, too. Oh my yeah, god! He, in, so, and so I awesome. I didn't listen to it yet, but in recent um episode of uh, fake doctors real friends podcast with him and zach braff he talks about who he's playing but they bleep out every time he says who it is so (laughs) (laughs) so no no clue on who he's playing though i mean but a lot of people are suggesting it's probably booster gold so we'll see where that goes yeah let us know who, who you think it might be if you can at Mike at CullenPark.com or on our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, our TikTok, wherever you want to message us. Just let us know. Um, you know our tax. Send us a carrier pigeon. Um, smoke signals. Yeah, carrier signal. Um, a smoke signal. Snail mail uh, letter. Do you know if... Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the post office is evil now. Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, um, do, do you know if they're got? Do they renew it for a season eight or not yet? Not officially or, yet. Not official. Okay. I really hope they do. 
Um, if they don't, they're stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh. I do not know what the ratings are like right now this season, so who knows? So, um, I know the ratings aren't always the greatest for the show, so. Yeah. Which is sad, because more people need to start watching it. Uh, yeah. Because it would suck if Donald Faison shows up at the season finale, and <laughs> that's the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like, you know. That's it. You had one episode. <clears throat> That's how I'd like to end things, you know. Last day of my life, I'd like Donald Faison to show up. And then, <laughs> then I'd die. Yeah. Whoa. I don't want him to kill me, though. So, um, but... <laughs> well, no. no. Yeah. I want it to be like I'm in hospice as an old man. And Donald <laughs> Faison, who's older than me, will be there for some reason. But, um, the other... <laughs> See, I don't wow. know. I don't know if he'd be joining the cast because he was actually in the pilot that they shot for the Powerpuff Girls TV series. Um, he was supposed to be a main cast member in that, but they're reshooting that, mm. retooling What's it. That? But he was he was a uh, the Powerpuff Girls live action pilot. What's that? I... Powerpuff Girls. Oh, he was he was in that. Yeah, he was in the the pilot for that. Um, he was playing the professor, doctor, or whatever guy that was their dad. Oh, okay. And um, he, uh, they, they, they. I guess they they shot the pilot, and CW didn't like it that much, so they're reshooting it. So who knows if he'll be part of that show? Mm. But it'd be really cool if he joined the main cast of uh, Legends. Yeah. I would enjoy that thoroughly. Um, they need some new blood every season, so that'd be cool if they did jo have him join. Anyways, any other thoughts here, Matt, before we wrap things up? Uh, what's that? Sorry, you broke up again. Uh, any, any other thoughts before uh, we wrap things up? Oh, no, I I think I've said everything that I want to say. Okay. Well, um, folks, make sure you uh, subscribe to our, uh, our uh, you know, all of our social media. Follow us uh, wherever you can. Um, make sure you uh, subscribe to the show where you're listening to us now. Give us a five-star review anywhere that you can. I know you can on Apple and on um, Joe Rogan's uh, Spotify. And uh, <laughs> I think I think he owns it now, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's him. I mean, he yeah. he dictates everything. Yeah, so I mean, I can't really say much because <clears throat> we're distributed by Spotify. But um, the uh, the <laughs> um, we gotta be careful though. We see we we can't we 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 can't we can't we can't um disseminate. Um, accurate vaccine information, we might get kicked off for, for yeah, being pro true. vaccine. So we gotta be careful about yes. that. Um, yeah, just don't listen to us for medical advice. Don't listen to Joe Rogan for medical advice either. Um, don't listen to anybody on Spotify really for medical advice unless they're a doctor. Um, 
like a real doctor. Um, What's that? So you you broke up again for a while. I was just saying, just, just don't listen to us as long as you you know listen to a real doctor about medicine. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, until next time, folks. Um, be safe. Wear a mask. Wear a condom. And bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.